Hello, and welcome to August Connectometrics Cultural Insights Podcast. I'm Will Gladhart, the CEO of Connectometrics, and I'm here with Cynthia Curiosis, the Director of Client Experience for the Culture Think Tank. We're so glad you joined us. We have some really fascinating insights to share with you this month uh, as we begin to look at the last half of the year and also kind of refocus and retool after summer vacation. Um, we thought a really great topic to visit would be well-being and what we're seeing in the marketplace about what is happening around employee well-being. So Cynthia, tell us kind of what you've been seeing, what you've been reading, and also you have noted several articles that really piqued your interest. I did. Thanks, Will. Um, I had some time this summer to read, and, and I thought one thing that's been coming up that I don't know if our coaches uh, have been seeing, but it was interesting to me, is several articles about how um, enterprise organizations are now hiring this in the C-suite for chief wellness officers. And some of us might say, okay, that's long overdue, but now they're actually doing it. So I wanted to talk about that just a little bit. Um, you know, when we first started uh, talking about the Culture 5, we talked about how the uh, engagement, there were a lot of people talking about engagement until I said, well, okay, engagement is the outcome. The core thing that kicks that off is how well communication takes place, how connected people feel. It's about their feelings. Well, we've also been talking for a very long time about wellness. And of course, we define wellness as the um, how secure and confident an individual feels in their role. And that's the outcome. They feel good in their role. They feel secure in, in what they're doing with the organization. But the, the root cause of that is how high the levels of anxiety are in an organization for whatever reason. So I think it's probably safe to say, and nobody would argue that there's been plenty of anxiety hanging around for the last few years. Yes. I don't really think it's going away. I think it moved to managers and it moved to, uh, and, and not just uh, staff. So there are a couple things that came up. Number one is, yes, there are several articles about very large organizations, the size of, you know, let's say Google, Amazon, um, Verizon, or ATT, that have hired somebody to put on the C-level staff. So they've hired what they call chief wellness officers, and they are responsible for exactly that the well-being of the of the staff and of the individuals. And really, in reality, it is something that's far beyond and far more specialized than one HR position can do because HR has a, a variety of things that, that happen. But I think this chief wellness officer, again, as I said, has been probably long overdue. When I started to think about it, I thought, okay, our coaches deal with large companies, but they also deal with smaller companies. Absolutely. Generally speaking, Chief, the chief or C-suite is not seen in smaller companies. However, it doesn't preclude your clients from having perhaps a discussion with clients about what is and who is hand handling or managing the wellness aspect of the data that you receive from the C5, the data and the metrics, because it will tell you very clearly uh, what the metrics are around how people's well-being is, is rocking. Uh, one of the things or suggestions that I saw was another very interesting post. Um, there was an organization that decided, and I don't think it was enterprise size. It was large, but not enterprise size. But they decided that their their managers, it wasn't working with the managers. So what they did is something quite radical. They either let go or reassigned their managers. The article said that they let go of the managers and they hired coaches in their place. 
So you ask, okay, you know, what kind of coach is this? Well, in reality, it was coaching the staff in a different way to get to the same measurements and outcomes that the managers were doing. It's just that as we heard years ago, the manager said, I was hired to drive this number. I wasn't hired to be a coach. And what's happened is those two have got to come together. So coaches have a natural skill set about trying to drive things around a specific goal, the organization's goal and handling the goal and the, the, let's say, uh, the communication style of the employees that they're working with. Um, I think the outcome was, my number may be off, but I think the outcome was that in that organization, productivity improved 17%. And it, it could be different than that, but that's kind of how I remember it. So I'm saying all this to encourage coaches to do a couple things. Number one, share this story. Ask, has it gotten to the point in your organization where you feel maybe you need an internal coach? It doesn't have to be seen as the C-suite. It doesn't have to be seen as a wellness coach unless you wish it to be that. But a coach, somebody that has an objective third ear, if you will, aside from the managers and the owners. So ask them if they've entertained that. Ask them, particularly ones where you see wellness, uh, you see anxiety scores driving that wellness score down. Uh, the second thing is you can use this type of story to share with uh, organizations where you're working on an action plan mm -hmm. that's that sees a high anxiety level and maybe incorporate the concept or the idea of an external coach or an internal coach whose only goal or objective is to deal with uh, the types of wellness issues that are uncovered. It might be... Uh, uh, not much of a stretch for a small organization, but it would certainly help a small organization's HR person who may not feel they are, uh, they are qualified to do that or that they would do it effectively. So this is really why I bring it up, just to share that that's what's going on in the bigger world. And because we have data and we provide metrics on wellness, anxiety, uh, you know, communication and, and feelings index, uh, we are in a good position to kind of open that conversation for thought because you guys are thought leaders when it comes to your own clients. So do it. Absolutely. And, and you know, Cynthia and I were talking that, you know, well-being, you know, anxiety may not even be on the radar of the C-suite. There's certainly been disruption. You know, they're thinking about productivity, performance. But truly, you know, we continue to see, again, over the last 14 months of anxiety, is the leading indicator that's driving down performance, productivity, and well-being across organizations. So um, to that end, Cynthia, when you are you know, advising or working with a fellow coach about utilizing the C5, what is it that you would look for in the dashboards or in the assessment that would kind of be a cue to say, you know, we mean we may need to incorporate a discussion about well-being, or we might need to do a little something different in an organization. Well, I think, you know, we obviously are going to look at the well-being score. We're going to look at the anxiety score because one affects the other. You're going to look at, again, at the connected connectedness score to see what is it that's that's uh, that's showing up with those metrics. And then the last thing you're going to do is really look at the number one issue uh, in terms of the needs. You know, when we get our 30 normalized needs, then that we respond. That number one need, what is it? Is it something that seems like it's going through the entire organization? Is it something that seems that it's the reactions are based on what leadership is saying or only what managers are saying, especially if you're doing team team assessments? So, you know, we look at those metrics that we've always looked at. 
and we just open a, a conversation that's just a little bit different in terms of saying something to the client like have you thought about hiring or having an internal or external coach that handles these types of questions and issues with staff uh, who might open up a little bit more if they're not talking directly to their managers um, just open the conversation because small business owners have their plate full like like all entrepreneurs and all mm-hmm. coaches uh, maybe this will get them help them uh, to think about things a little differently to help their staff so Cynthia, thank you as always for sharing your insights and your thoughts about how coaches and consultants can continue to engage and interact and improve the conversation with uh, executives in the C-suite as well as managers. We'll include the links to the articles that Cynthia had discussed and was sharing. Thanks again for joining us for the Connect to Metrics podcast. You can find any of our podcast episodes online at the Connect to Metrics website at Connect the number two metrics.com. Thanks again for joining us. And we will see you next month when Cynthia and I share some more insights about uh, organizational culture. See you then.